You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou, the one-on-one series. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. What's up, guys? Big Lou here. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bike. I am host, Big Lou, and we have Dan Blurton as a... uh, Co-host? Co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan! What's up, Dan? <laughs> oh, sorry. And if you guys don't know who that is, that is Lee Donovan, a certified mountain bike badass. Oh, yeah. With Molly Glasspool. What's up? What's up? How What's you guys up, doing? Hey. Dan, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you guys for coming. Lou, thanks for having me. Thank you, everybody. So if you guys have any questions, you guys can send them in, and uh, we'll get them answered. Uh, Go to the Hits 101 Radio uh, website and then send your questions in. Uh, We'll get them answered. But uh, first we want to get to know um, Molly and Lee. Uh, Ladies, who who wants to start first? Go ahead, Molly. I'll go. So um, if you don't know me, my name is Molly, and um, I am a senior at Cal State Long Beach in the speech pathology program. Super nerd over here. Um, (laughs) Trying to be a super nerd. (laughs) Trying as hard as I can. (laughs) Trying so hard. Um, And I work at Two Wheels, One Planet Bike Shop in Costa Mesa. Definitely come visit. Um, For the hookup or what? No. No. Just say, damn, shit just, down, just, dude, right Dan, away. Dan's come and said hi, and I gave, like, pristine service. Um, yeah, and I just uh, got the Live Ambassador uh, position which for Orange County, which is awesome. Super exciting opportunity, and uh, just want to get more women on bikes. That's my main goal, and just to empower people in the community. Mm-hmm. So how do uh, how does somebody apply to become a, a Live Ambassador? So you um, get recruited from your giant rep who okay. comes in. So if you sell giant, so like the path sells mm-hmm. giant, yeah. I think, yeah. Fullerton um, Bikes, yeah. Fullerton Bikes. And giant, you know, is a huge, huge company. But you have your local rep and they'll recruit you. You put them on your application. You fill out just this normal application talking about yourself and why you think you're fit. And I kind of used Lee on my application. <laughs> Got some um, pull there, huh? <laughs> pull some strings a little. Oh, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, by the way, you know Lee Donovan? Um, but no, I mean, our rep knows me, and it was it was a good deal. But uh, Mark, right? Mark Helms, yeah, yeah. He's a cool dude. He's so awesome. And so I was totally bothering him, which he had no pull in it at all. But every week <laughs> at Over the Hump, I'm like, hey, uh, Mark, have you heard anything? Yeah. Um, What's the word, Mark? <laughs> but yeah, so I applied, and then I found out about... Um, Two weeks ago that I got it. And we're still supposed to keep it on the local level, which I'm doing a great job of that, clearly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's global. <laughs> it's global. I am. Um, but, I mean, we have this whole page and tons of ambassadors have been posting, like, can I tell people yet? So, whatever. It's fine. So, how would you get into, mo- uh, into mountain biking or cycling? Well, you know my brother. You know him, Andrew mm-hmm. Glassbell. used to um, race for you. And uh, he really inspired me. He 
he just got into mountain biking, and we live in Aliso Viejo, so we're right by the trails. And to see him get out there every day, I'm like, what is this all about? Like, my dad goes out there, and my aunt's been doing it. So I just went to Whistler, which is like crazy, when I was 13. Damn. And, I haven't um, been there. Dad, have you been there? Uh, best place on earth. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Lee was the one that was like, you know what? You should go for your 13th birthday to uh, Whistler. <laughs> and I'm like. Send it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Full send. So we went to Whistler and I was like, this is amazing. And of course, Whistler is the best mountain biking place on the universe. That's what I've heard. Um, <laughs> Got to make it one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Put that on the list. Definitely need it on your list. But yeah, so it was awesome, and I just fell in love with cross country, and the trails there were hero dirt all the way. And then I got back, and I got um, an intense mountain bike. That was like my first mountain bike, this orange sparkly thing. Barely (laughs) rode it. And then I got older, and um, I started working at Troy Lee Designs, and I was like, you know what? I really need to get into mountain biking because I like watching, you know, motocross and I like watching mountain biking and UCI and stuff, but I need to know really what this is about. So I got um, my first real bike was a Live Lust, and it was dual suspension, and I just started training, like, for over the hump. That's what I you, – you watched me. You were there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so um, – Over the hump's always fun. Yeah, it was just. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't want to do any over the hump racing, but I'll do some spectating. (laughs) I'll go, yay, good job, great suffering. Yeah, it's so hot. Like, there's not even a lake. Like, they call it Lake Irvine. It's like just dirt. Yeah. Well, there used to be a lake, but we don't get to race there anymore. No. Yeah, and they changed it now. But I raced it when it was the first time around, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I, I started riding like four days a week and it was in the summertime and I just fell in love with it and ever since then I've just really loved cross country and I'm trying to learn downhill slowly. <laughs> um, that's you got my, a good coach. Yeah, I mean that's my ultimate goal is to learn how to do all things. Um, it's definitely, a, I want to be able to go down, you know, the more technical trails and feel confident on the mm-hmm. bike and that's what I want other women to feel too. Definitely. Yeah. Lee, you got yeah. some input on that? Yeah, I mean, and you know what? Molly is, like, exactly the customer that I'm trying to uh, to influence into mountain biking. Someone who is a little bit more new to the program mm-hmm. or maybe just new to bikes in general. And... Um, and in, in, in introduce them to something that's so empowering that it's kind of life-changing, really. And I know for me, when I was younger and I found mountain biking... It totally changed my life. I was not in a good place, and it was a time for me to connect with people that I could just be myself, and I was totally accepted. And um, and I think I I do think that mountain bikes saved my life, really. Wow. And yeah. so I feel like I like to share that with other people. And because I've had a lot of success uh, from racing, you know, 100 years ago. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. It's like the dinosaur era. I, yeah, from the dinosaur era. Yeah. <laughs> I like Fred Flintstone, you know. Um, but uh, I think I know how to ride a bike pretty good. So Kinda. I just was lucky enough that I, I, I can teach well, too. So that combination has been really great for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel I do feel like I, I, I get a lot of women on bikes every year. And, um, and, and quite a few men too. So I, my business is definitely focused on getting women on bikes. Mm-hmm. I, I also am a live ambassador 
and uh, we have an incredible program. If you don't know what a Live is, Live is a female-specific bicycle, um, and our brother company is Giant Bicycles. So we are just out there really empowering women, getting, um, you know, I call it creating an army of females. And uh, we really, at Live, we don't even care what bike you ride. We just want you to come along and join mm-hmm. us. So whatever you ride, that's fine with us. I mean, of course, we'd love for you to buy Lives because right. we can add more people to our program <laughs> if we have more Live sales. Right. But at the end of the day, that's not what the goal is, even at Live. So it's uh, it's a really cool partnership to have. And uh and to see the change that's just happened in the last four years that I've been there, you know, and bringing in people like, you know, my niece, my niece, you know, who I've known her whole life. And now she's she's working with me doing the same kind of thing. It's, that's badass. It's pretty rad. rad. It's pretty so, rad. Uh, 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 Elisa Walk, she's the she's pretty much like the one that kind of spearheaded this, like, kind of branching off from Giant to live having their own kind so, of. So Elisa is definitely a part of that. But um, Bonnie, too. She's out of Taiwan. Okay. Bonnie is really the one who spearheaded it. Wow. And Liv is named after, well, her daughter's name's Olivia. And uh, and then so she made, uh, Liv is named mm. after her daughter, History. really. All right. And uh, cool. Bonnie is incredible. Uh, she's definitely one of the big dogs over in Taiwan. And uh, I don't know if, I could, if that's even appropriate to say, but <laughs> she's rad. And um, and there's an, uh, and pretty much all the women in Taiwan work that work they work on live we have women engineers women marketing i mean it's 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 a pretty rad program to be part of mm-hmm. how does uh okay so how long you've been on that program this is my fourth full year fourth full mm-hmm. year okay so you you do many like clinics now um yeah you know what i'm kind of all over the place uh when i started my business i had a goal to have five events um like five events that i own um, now I probably have about eight events I own and I do about 10 other events. I work with SRAM or a live specific, like this weekend we have the girls gone riding event, yeah. the October yeah. event on yeah, Sunday. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, um, I think this is the eighth or ninth year. I want to say it's the seventh. I've, uh, I've run the clinics for them, something like that. And, um, and it's nice because, uh, I offer my services for free to to that and run it and we have uh we'll have five or six other coaches that also offer their services for free that's pretty neat and we bring in 50 women and we teach them how to ride mountain bikes and they'll have three different um experiences uh, on sunday those 50 women that signed up for it and it's all free and like really i love being able to offer free to people it's a sampling of what you could get like in a private setting or in a a small event okay um but uh some people don't understand that even that they need it. You know, they they think they know how to ride a bike pretty good. Pride kind of gets in the way. They're like, oh, I, I, I know how to ride so. a bike. I think that people don't. I think people think they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think what happens is that you know I get people that come to my clinics and they've ridden for fifteen years. Mm-hmm. And I'm going like, holy crap, you must endo all the time or <laughs> you must slide out all the time because your body position's terrible. You know, of course, I try to be, you know, sugarcoat it. But <laughs> it, there's so much unsafe riding positions out there for these mountain bikers. And I see it all the time. I mean, just the other day, yesterday, I was doing a clinic down Meadows and this man came by and I was like, oh, my God, this guy has no – he was such a passenger on his bike going so fast. He had no control. And I just thought, oh, my God. I mean, that guy's when he crashes, he's totally going to get jacked up. 
And so I, and then that part of my business is it's safety first. So I teach riders how to ride in a more safe position. You may not be in a race position, but that's not who I'm trying to bring, bring into the mountain bike scene. I'm right. trying to bring in new riders, not right. existing riders. Right. I mean, and, 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 and also it empowers women, right? So they don't, they don't feel intimidated when there's other women oh. that are with them, right? right. Absolutely. And, I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like having, you know, a boyfriend who works in the industry at Fox Racing and, you know, riding with my brother or riding with my dad, even though they're your close friends or boyfriend or family, it's still really hard because you just want to do it right. And it's it's really not yeah. about doing it right. It's just about having fun and being safe. Mm-hmm. And there's not, like, some you know, mathematical formula that you have to master to do things. Like, you you just have to be confident and comfortable on the trails. And if okay. you're focusing too much on on your uh, performance, it totally messes with you. Mm. And so now I've, I've learned just to go out there and ride for me. Okay. Not ride for my dad or for my brother or anybody. Yeah. I mean, and that's, uh, you know, in some respect, I really – I try and teach you to be in control the whole time. So I call it being a pilot. Uh, most riders are passengers. Mm-hmm. And so the goal of my, for me when I work with someone is I want to teach you how to be a pilot. Um, so you can still have fun and pilot. Um, I think that's important because you really take more control of your destiny. Mm-hmm. And I think with mountain biking, a lot of people do go out and they just ride. They think that, oh, I'm just going to ride. But Mountain biking isn't just riding. You have to really know what you're doing. You have to know how to shift, and you need to know what how to brake, and you need to know when to brake. Don't mm-hmm. use your front brake in a corner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, there's so many little things that we take for granted, even suspension setup. So few riders even know what those knobs are on your suspension. <laughs> that's true. And that's frightening to me because people are lugging around 160 mil bikes and their suspension is set up terrible. That's sketch. Mm-hmm. Or, or their suspension's so thrashed because they haven't done any maintenance on it in two years that it doesn't work. So they're carrying around a 160 mil fork and they're getting 120 mil out of it, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe 100 mil. So you just think, oh, my God, what's the insanity of this? So, you know, but people don't know. Right. And I've realized that now after four years that people really just, there's nobody's giving them the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, you buy your bike at a bike shop and then, you know, if it's not working, you break a chain or the shifting's not right, you take it back into them. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there's not a lot of education happening anywhere. And so it's now now companies are recognizing that there's an investment to be made in riders such as myself or Molly mm-hmm. um that can educate the public on what is important and valuable and the more you the more you know the longer your bike's going to last right um and really the more fun you are going to have yeah if, if your bike's you know well maintained it's working properly you're going to have a lot of fun on the bike if oh, your, sure. your bike's all clapped out you know <laughs> oh yeah like oh man that's what i've learned you know working at a bike shop i've been working at two wheels one planet now for um about six to seven months and i learned that really truly people who even you know are in riding clubs or they ride all the time they don't know how to take care of their bikes and I'm not putting myself on a pedestal because I used to be like that too. Mm-hmm. But you you have to, especially like as an employee or someone in the service department, you have to, to tell people how to do that because they're not going to have a pleasant experience if their bike's not working correctly right. and if they can't fix it. And so I've had like my family be able to teach me how to take care of my bike and 
it really does help. Yeah, take care of your bikes. Whoever's listening out there, make sure you're washing it appropriately. And uh, don't just spray it with water. <laughs> and Power take Power care wash. of your bikes no, 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 and no. make sure that you're getting proper maintenance done on it. Yeah. So Molly, so your role as an ambassador is to do clinics. Uh, so for new writers? What, that's what I was going to mention, too, is I want to do knowledge nights. Okay. So these knowledge nights can help women because, you know, I am targeting the women population. Right. But it, they can it, go it, home. It's a, and, it's a small group that, you know, like, a, you know, it's obviously a male-dominated sport. Oh, gosh. You know? I, mean, I mean, that's why I left the industry. I was yeah. like, ugh, I can only handle so <laughs> too many. Too much testosterone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Way too much testosterone. Yeah. Too much competition and not enough uh, – well, and you know, too much ego. Sorry, men, but it's true. Like men have a lot of ego and you know, it's not fun when you're trying to do something great and you're being told that you're a secretary because you have um, maybe breasts and a, you know, oh, oh, a JJ, oh. right? And you're like, well, you know, I'm probably pretty rad, but you're not even going to give me a chance, you yeah. know? So <clears throat> have you seen a change in, in the industry? Like, I mean, oh, I mean, gosh. obviously you, you don't work direct, you know, but you you kind of I did, do, right? though. Yeah. I, I worked at Interbike for a couple years, and so I did have the opportunity to work with a, a lot of companies because I was a sales rep for them or a sales whatever person. And um, I that's really what brought me back into the industry was I just saw so much um, empowerment coming from women leaders in the industry, mm-hmm. not just bike and outdoor as well. And, uh, and I did a retreat with a bunch of these, uh, executive uh, women and we did a mountain bike event and I was teaching them how to ride mountain bikes. Now I wasn't an instructor at the time, um, but they didn't really know how to ride mountain bikes. So I was helping them. And it is actually these women at this retreat that encouraged me to do my business. So, and it's called, I, I I choose bikes. I choose bikes. I decided I was going to choose bikes over um, the fashion industry, which that's where I was. I was in the fashion industry for 10 years. Yeah, big kind of total difference. Female-dominated, male-dominated. High heels every day, uh, really ugly shoes every day. (laughs) Hideous clothes, super cute clothes. (laughs) I'll tell you, it was a really tough decision, but I went with bikes. So you you left uh, your company uh, Tangerine. Tangerine was yeah. our, our my retail business. Yeah, out in Temecula. Yes. Okay. Did that for? Uh, we did it for nine years. Nine years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So now you're back in the. Now you, you got pulled back into the mountain bike industry. Yeah, I mean it was definitely a choice. That's why I said I choose. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think. I think what I realize is that I just really don't fit anywhere but in the bike industry, mm-hmm. and uh, this is this is my place. And I want to, I want to be able to share the knowledge um, from a female's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I, I know there's not a lot of women out there that have the accolades and the experience that I do, both from BMX and mountain bike. And I spent a lot of years on a road bike racing when I mean when I did downhill racing. So I just have a lot of bicycle experience, mm-hmm. and I do think that. Um, I help that that movement forward. I validate that movement. And mm-hmm. women like myself that do come with some accolades, we definitely are helping push that that woman-specific or yeah. just women empowerment, period, mm-hmm. um, forward in the bike industry. And, and the women-specific stuff is just, just recently. I mean, it, has, it hasn't really oh, yeah. really taken off you Yeah, know, you know, I mean, brands. people definitely dabbled like 10 years ago. You know, uh, there was a few brands that were definitely trying to – to maybe capture a female audience, mm-hmm. but no one did it right. 
And when Liv came in and they made their own name and uh, they really, they, they basically said, we want to be, you know, like uh, Roxy and Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to really focus on females and that's very important to us. And if we're giant, no woman wants to ride a giant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no one, no woman wants to be giant. Right. So, so they came up with the idea that let's try, let's be live. Right? right. And, and it's been great because, you know, we have like our hashtag now is how we, how live. we live. How we live. And, um, and it's just, and we used to be, and we'll always be live beyond. How about living the dream? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> created. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Actually, there you go, my uh... Lou, you you got some uh, you got some marketing power there. Boom. Uh, so, I mean, so Live is doing stuff that it's really designed for women. Like, there's other brands that are just kind of like shrinking their bikes down, right? And it's not really designed for women. They're just like, oh, let's just shrink it down to a woman's. Size. You know, I can't speak for all brands because I don't know what they're doing. I only know what I read. And um, I think a lot of the women-specific bikes that are out there, they're putting women-specific type products on there. So Mm -hmm. if they're selling a man's bike with 800 mil wide handlebars, they might sell a 750 wide handlebar on the Mm -hmm. women's bike. Or if the man has a 175 mil crank on his bike, the women might have a 165 or Mm -hmm. 170. So I think that the product managers at these companies are definitely um, making those those changes to the male frames. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's fine, but that's not what we do at Live. Right. At Live, we spend years testing a frame, and we hope we get it right. Like this year, I was part of the team that launched the Hail bike. So our okay. bike, the Hail, is our, our all mountain enduroy type yeah. bike that yeah. you can go ride the bike park on. And, um, and I spent two years, uh, with, uh, a team designing that bike. It was so fun. It was the first, uh, R and D project I have been able to work on since I retired from racing mountain bikes. So I loved it and I'm really proud of that bike. Um, it's not for, you know, doing massive cross country all the time, even though (laughs) I use it a lot, but I do ride it a lot for cross country because I love it. But, um, it's a bitch and bike mm-hmm. and women that get on it, they are pleasantly surprised. They think, Oh, you know, j- j- just whatever, but it's different. Right. And the changes we made are completely the opposite of what the industry standard is going. So like I just tested a bike that last weekend and, uh, it was a man's bike. I'm not going to say the brand, but, um, the bottom bracket was so freaking low that I hated it. Oh. And see, at Live, we raise the bottom bracket a little bit because women aren't real musclers. We're more like peddlers. We're mm-hmm. more finesse. And if we're clipping crap all the time, that's not really good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we raise the bottom bracket minutely, but like just enough to where you're you, you're missing everything. Right. So these are the things that we do, and we spend time on at Live. What's pretty cool that they're, they're, they want the input of a of a racer, not just somebody that's an engineer that's. Doesn't really and they use know. like our team had people from all different walks of life, okay, not just a racer. Okay, so that was what was cool is we had different input from a lot of different people. So how does that? I mean, how does that work? There's like a prototype that you guys mm-hmm. just start with the prototype and mm-hmm. then you go back to the drawing board and make a bunch yes. of changes. So we had we had three three frames that we tested, and then um, the fourth frame was the final design. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it was scary because the the third frame we still needed changes to. And so I remember when I got on it, I was like, oh, my God, I got my name on this bike. I hope it's going to be good. <laughs> and I was very, very happy. 
Well, uh, what kind of what kind of testing do you guys do on the bike? I mean, do you guys do you guys go all over the world, or do you guys just stay in North America? I mean, you what know do you guys what? Do? Uh, for that frame, um, everybody was just sent the bike, so it just kind of went from different person to different person. It was the same bike. Okay. And then we would make the testing. We we would have like a sheet to fill out, and they would ask you all your questions, like how are the touch points, how is this, how is that, and so you just have a little form, and every every form was the same, mm-hmm. and so every time you went through it, you know, if something improved or something was worse whatever it was and um you know even like the seat tube angle you know they want to know did that seat tube angle feel you know right Mm -hmm. so it's it's fun i love testing product that was something i think i was very good at when i raced but again being female a lot of companies didn't find that um uh, important to include me Mm -hmm. after i was retired Mm -hmm. so but now, now it's it's changed. Totally. Now, well, now. I mean, I'm with a women specific brand, so right. but now I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like the in- industries now. Like they're they're seeing that you know that women want to be out there with their husbands or their boyfriends and yeah. and you know and shred the nar. Right? Oh yeah, I shred the nar every day. Women that want to be with their boyfriend or husband or anything, they want to be riding their own. They want to do their own thing. I mean, that's. But you know, it's it's it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. I mean. We're seeing more females riding mountain bikes than we ever have. Yeah. And um, I think that's rad. And I think it's fun to see. And I just had this guy the other day tell me, oh, my God, thank you for doing what you do. Because you you encourage my wife to get out there and ride. And now we're having so much fun together. That's so awesome. And, you know, I mean, who knows? We might be saving relationships or making relationships yeah, out there. Yeah, there, there well, you bam. go. I mean, That's going to be our next uh, endeavor. Is, um, <laughs> a dating site? Yeah. We, we definitely yeah. need that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Molly, when, when's your first event, your first official event? It for, is uh, on November 8th, so that's in two weeks, and it's on a Wednesday. It's a live yoga night, and Ooh. it's also going, which okay. is great cross-training, cross by the way. Um but it's just going to be an informational night of what to expect from me um, and Lee uh, this year. Also, are you guys teaming up together? or, or I'm going just... to do a few events with her Oh, at the that's shop. so sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. It's, it's awesome. I'm very grateful. And so November 8th, it's going to be yoga night at 7 o'clock. So we'll do yoga. Um, and then I'm going to talk about what's to come, which, I mean, I can tell you now I want to be, you know, doing knowledge nights to do nutrition nights and how to dress on the bike because sometimes I see people and I'm like, what? <laughs> so. Oh, no, she didn't. <laughs> well, you know, people don't know. Yeah. And that's, that's the true. thing. I mean, you just, I mean, I just, if I didn't know, yeah. I would just probably put on some jeans and a t-shirt and ride with my Vans and I that's to... how I'd ride my bike. Yeah. I mean, unless somebody told me I needed to be in specific, you know, yeah. oh, you got to wear knee cuffs? Why do you got to wear knee pads, you know, or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you need a, a helmet? Oh, okay. I guess I need a helmet, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I see people that ride without helmets and I go... They must not know they actually could die yeah. when their head hits the ground because right. you don't can't replace your brain. You Versus know when you see them like riding up the hill with their helmet like on their <laughs> yeah. handlebars. Oh, that's like, the worst. I get so <laughs> you know you can probably use that too. You know? uh, I mean, my worst crashes are usually. Climbing. Oh, I know. Isn't that funny? Like, yeah. I try to crawl right like, there up with a rock you. and I fall over. But. Right there with you. Hashtag MIPS. <laughs> yeah. So you're gonna cover uh, bike maintenance. Yes, bike maintenance for sure, because that's another thing that a lot of women, and I'm not stereotyping at all, but, you know, they need the knowledge of how to do their bike by themselves. You don't need to 
ask your dad or boyfriend every time you need well, to fix your it, bike. Well, there's nothing wrong with getting help. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like I personally hate changing my tires. So I take my bike to the path and I have them change my tires out because I personally <laughs> yeah, I hate, hate it. it. And then it's not that big of a deal, but I don't want to do it. I don't yeah. want to get any stands on my hands. I do not want stands oh, on me. You know, man. I just like so whatever. Dirty. You know, so I'm just, that's, it so but, bad. you know, and I'm married to a mechanic, so, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, I don't need to give it, I don't need to owe him anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, the path. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so what's to come would be the Knowledge Nights, and then um, we're going to be doing a Christmas charity event, so... It's going to be a month long from November 20th to December 20th, I believe. We're going to be doing a food drive for uh, Second Harvest Food Bank in Orange County. Cool. Um, it's the biggest food bank in Orange County, and it's in Irvine. So they bring you all the receptacles. We'll fill it up, and then December 20th will be the last day. But I'm hoping to do something in the beginning of December, just like a little Christmas or holiday, Hanukkah, whatever, ride. Mm-hmm. Um and then people can bring food that day too, but just to raise awareness for what we're doing. Right. Um, and then in the coming years, yes, in 2018, um, clinics with Lee. I hopefully will get uh, demo events uh, with our demo driver from Liv. Um, and then just host some rides. You know, let's do back bay. Let's learn how to pace yourself on a road bike and things like that. Okay, so you, you're going to do road and, and mountain bike? Yes, because ever since I worked at started working here at Two Wheels, One Planet, I've started road biking, and I really like it. Okay. Only on bike paths, though. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you also going to lead, uh, like, group, like, like shop rides like yeah, on the weekends? Yeah, I definitely need help with that just because it is a big responsibility for mm-hmm. people to have that many people, too. Um, but I could definitely see myself leading rides like in Aliso because I've ridden there my whole life and Back Bay for sure because mm-hmm. it's a really nice, easy 10-mile loop. Right. And and I, I think, uh, I mean, Lee, you said you, you use road, road biking for, for your training? Yeah, I mean, well, for downhilling, um, I definitely needed to be uh, – uh, on a road bike a lot because you have to gain a lot of power, um, a lot of high cadence. You don't get that when you ride cross-country mountain bikes. I mean, you're, you get a flat flat spin. So I would say probably 80% of my my actual ride time was done on a road bike when I raced downhill. Hmm. So at a certain point, did, did it become like a job or did, did you oh, always yeah. – Oh, yeah, it was always, always like... a job. Always a job. Yeah. It's, for me, downhilling, I love to ride. But racing is a whole nother animal, and mm-hmm. it's very, you know, I mean, we were riding pretty shitty bikes, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, they were pretty crappy, and um, and we were riding pretty gnarly stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it was scary, and um, I'm, not, I'm not gnarly like that. Like, I'm not a big risk taker. It's so funny. I had this woman the other day. Oh, my God, you're, you must be so extreme. You must be <laughs> such a risk taker. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a like like that. Like I'm not an aggressive risk taker. Mm-hmm. But downhilling was uh, it was like just like it is today. It's the same. I mean, we might they might be riding steeper trail and you know doing gnarly stuff like watching Red Bull Rampage today. It was incredible, and uh, to see what those riders are doing, it's so impressive. Um, but it doesn't discount what the guys did 10 years ago at Red Bull Rampage. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Those guys equally just rode gnarly stuff because the bikes they rode were just so different. And, right. Um, the experience and, you know, all of that is, it's it's always going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And as a professional, I mean, that's how I made my living. You know, I wasn't just a hobbyist. I had to pay my bills by doing well being a bike racer. Mm-hmm. And so I, I raced for nine years and, um, 
and it was always a job. I personally, I don't like racing and I like riding on a track that's all by myself. I love that. I'll get a time run. Cool. But the racing part is very stressful and intense and the pressure is real. Mm. And, um, I, I didn't enjoy that. Mm -hmm. What was your most memorable race? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, I have a few really incredible, memorable rides. But my best ride ever was at Mount St. Anne in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the 96 World Cup there. And I had just, I, I, I was wearing the rainbow jersey that year because I'm 95 World Downhill Champion. Damn. And That's um, be sweet. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> when I say that, it was a long time ago. But, um, and uh, I had gotten, I placed sixth at the first two World Cups, and I was going into the third World Cup there. And Anne Caroline Chasson, if uh, you don't know who she is, you should definitely Google her because she is the greatest of all time. Um, Anne Caroline uh, was just dominating, and I knew I wanted to win. I needed to validate that I deserved to be world champion. Mm-hmm. And um, I put a lot on the line to uh, win that race, and I made a lot of sacrifices. Um, and not only did I beat Anne by five seconds, Ooh. I won by quite a margin. But I placed 24th in the men's class. Yes. Wow. It was awesome. pretty incredible. And that ride, I mean, that ride, like, I can still, I can still see it in my brain. Wow. It's pretty, that was a really powerful run for me. That's pretty yeah. bad. And so, yeah. so cool. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, and I'm racing there for 2019. I'm going to do the Masters Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Newsflash, newsflash. I know I don't like racing, but I love racing there. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's start over. Wait a minute. <laughs> So 2019, I'll be I'll have raced every world championships at Mount St. Anne. Wow, oh. that's pretty sweet. So are you tra- are you training for that now? Is that what? You- no, I mean I'm kind of you know I've put the seed out there. The seed is out there, <laughs> and um, and I'm starting to dread that I'm going to have to get back on my road bike a little bit because it fit, but <laughs> I'm going to need to get fit because I'm not fit. Yeah, you are. I'm not fit. So what what bike would you be on? For that one? Um, depending on who I'm riding with. Um, if I was with Liv, I'd be riding a Glory for sure. Yeah? Yeah. So now, are they going to make a woman's specific? We won't do a downhill bike no? at Liv, no. Okay. I don't think so. That's not, that. I don't know if that's in the works. I think it'd be pretty sweet to see uh, a woman uh, do Rampage. Yeah. That'd that be would insane. be so cool. Be yeah. I love watching it. I mean, I, I, I don't think it, I don't, I don't think it's not possible. Um I, not at all. I just think you have to remember that there was 18 guys that competed today in the right. whole world. Yeah. 18. That's, I mean, that's, that's a pretty small number. That's extremely yeah. small. Yeah. And in those 18 guys, 18 of them were scared shitless to ride the whole course. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not like that. It's not just like everybody rides rampage. Right. It's not rational. Those, <laughs> <laughs> Those riders, and they're, they are, they're methodical, and they're scientific, mm-hmm. and those guys are such impressive riders, and, um, and they definitely not only elevate our sport to a level that I didn't even know could ever exist, mm-hmm. but um, they're professionals in every way. They're, they, they embody what mountain biking is. Right. And, um, you know, I'm a huge fan. Like, I just, I loved watching today, and I was so grateful. None of the riders got terribly hurt, yeah. so it was a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. But those 18 riders, they're the best in the world, right, to ride these gnarly tracks. Right. So to imagine, you know, a female doing it, I'm not saying it's impossible, 
But what I'm saying is there's 18 people in the world that yeah. race today. That's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. We got to put it in perspective. <laughs> Maybe one of these days. Maybe. Yeah. I hope. I really hope. And yeah. um, I just, uh, th- there would be nothing wrong with no woman ever racing it either. Okay. It's not like there's not a woman that, a- any woman's got the opportunity to go there mm-hmm. if they're going to compete at that level. Right. They're not saying, no, no women can come. Right. But- I'm just saying it would ne- it wouldn't be a big deal if no woman ever did because okay. in my opinion, eighteen riders in the world <laughs> in the world race today. That's a big emphasis. You know what 18, I mean? Eighteen. Yeah. That's not very many people in the no, world. No, very, so. very small. So you're you're involved with uh, with uh, girls' golf riding. Yeah. Right, and then uh, are you involved also with Sturdy Dirty? Um, yeah, I work with Sturdy Dirty. So okay. um, Ash Bocas and the girls up in Washington. Um, I met them last year when I did the enduro race up in Washington, super fun event, terrible weather, but it was very fun. Um, and then, um, this year we did the clinic at big bear and I got to lead the, 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 the women's education and mm-hmm. uh, pre-rides and stuff. So, um, they're doing, they have a fun event. Definitely. Okay. You see that gaining traction, like more, more women are signing up for that, those kind of events? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are. This was the first time they had a Big Bear event. It was okay. a pretty small turnout. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, there were still, I think, like 7,500 riders or something that raced. I don't wow. know what the number was. But, uh, you know, it's you, you have to put it out there, right, if you want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you have a seven, like I know for a fact, we created three mountain bikers in the begin, beginner class when we were up there. I led the beginner class and I had three women that are two women and a girl who was 11 that oh, weren't wow. even considering racing the next day. And then they signed up because they did the pre-ride and the beginner girl, the 11 year old girl, she won her class. That's and, sweet. Um, yeah. and then the other two women, I mean, they were on super clapped out, borrowed mountain bikes. And they're like, we're buying mountain bikes. We're going to be mountain bikers. <laughs> and it was just super cool. Right. So just right there, three three people are now mountain bikers. And mm-hmm. however other many became mountain bikers that day, I don't know. Right. But, um, it, you know, armies aren't built in, in, in days, right? They mm-hmm. take weeks and months and years. Right. And we're building an army, and in four years, we're doing a pretty darn good job. I mean, the guys should be stoked. We are inviting more women out there, and now if those single guys are out there, they're going to have more dates. <laughs> Damn. And these yeah, dating yeah. opportunities, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, kind of going to, to cross country is the Nike events. I mean, that's mm-hmm. it's blowing up. Huge. Yeah. You know, and, and it's getting more kids out there, more girls to – not be so afraid of mountain biking and, well, and racing. I mean, a prime example, not that he raced on a NICA team, but Andrew, Molly's uh, brother, my nephew, um, Andrew, at a younger age, I mean, he wasn't really connecting with anything. And when he found mountain biking, it was like his whole world changed. He made new friends. He was more empowered. And you're seeing that on all the levels of these high schoolers that aren't really finding their thing and then they get into mountain biking and there's this now there's all these kids that and they got buddies and they got things going on and so they're not feeling lonely or mm-hmm. like like without right right they're also being included in something awesome i think the cycling culture is so welcoming mm-hmm. and i mean just from experience like the the mountain bike world specifically i'm not so apt on the road cycling but you know, I'm not like in the Tour de France or anything, but um, <laughs> my goodness, I just—that's why I love working in the industry. You know, it's like 
it's a big industry, but it's a small industry. And I just love it because you make so many connections. You go to races, you go to Interbike, and you see everybody that you know, and you feel like you actually, like, make connections with people that will last. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's just a very welcoming community in terms of, like, on the trail. If you need help, someone stops. Oh, are you okay? Do you need help, you know, changing your flat or whatever? I yep. love yeah, that. That's, that's the yep. best. Yep. Yep. yep, and I love it because 99% of the males I ask, um, they turn me down for their help. So if you're out there listening, <laughs> you've probably turned me down when I've offered you a tube or a help with I'm something. Good. I'm you're good. You're good, but you're going to walk, like, five miles back to your car. Okay, you're dumb. Suck yeah. suck it up boys accept some help from a girl might be me (laughs) yeah right you know and that's a cool thing uh, about you know helping people on the trails like i helped one guy a while ago and he's like well how much are you i was like no like don't even worry about the tube just pay it forward pay it forward that's exactly what i say all the time i'm just just like that next time somebody Uh, needs something you you stop and help them out yeah right man oh yeah or or you know or or you get a flat and you run out of tubes and you got to call lou to come rescue you (laughs) (laughs) and he's does that for you because yeah. Lou is awesome. Because he's amazing. Yeah. He's so nice. I love it. And he he cheered me on at every doing... over the hump race. Yep. Like, he took photos of me. I look like a total dork. Please don't ever look up those photos. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post them up now. Yeah. No, literally. There's this face I have on like the tiniest, not even downhill. It's just like a slope. And my face is just turned upside down. And I have a tiny pink camel back. And my my seat's way too low. Like my knees are in my chest. It's It's really bad. But you did it. Yeah. No, that was a huge feat. And I remember I was such an ass because I passed this girl and I just thought I was being nice. Like, you're doing great, sister. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, that was rude. That's not nice. Wow. I think the uh, uh, the cities are also taking taking notice of cyclists. And now, like, the city of Santa Ana, they're creating uh, a real visible, like, bike lane. Oh, yeah. Oh, Definitely. You know? And um, because why... Why drive your car if you can, like, ride your bike, right? I mean... Especially with e-bikes. People are using e-bikes to get to work. Yeah. Hashtag my dad. And, uh... Nothing wrong with that, right? No, I mean, actually, he works from home. But, like, he uses it to go to the... To his, you know, mailbox and the grocery store and stuff. But you you need a bike lane because Mm -hmm. it is so sketchy in, you know, Laguna Beach and Newport Beach where there's streets that don't have bike lanes and you have to ride on the sidewalk, which is, like, kind of rude to the pedestrians. But I'm not going to ride on the road with all those cars, like, right next to me. Right. It's it's just a big, like, like I know there's there was, like, a big deal, like, in, in L.A. where, like, the city, like, pretty much, like, shut down the lane for the cyclists. And, you know, everybody was fighting for that. They were crying about, like, hey, yeah. well, when, we want to lean back. Yeah. Like, well, what about the safety of the cyclists? Yeah. You know, like, we're... We're reducing car- our carbon footprint by riding our bike, you know, to wherever and, you know, and, and doing a, we, a, a we solid. Don't, we're, we don't come from that here in SoCal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't really give a crap about other people. We just care about ourselves. Yeah. And we don't know. You know what I'm saying? We don't really look to the future. Like the second they lifted our water ban, everybody's got their sprinklers on seven days a week yeah. now. Well, you know You know what? Uh, mean, city, city of Irvine, man, they're, mm-hmm. they're, all the grass was nice and green. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Our, our grass yeah, yeah. is dead, man. I know, it's like, a, it's like a barren desert in the front know. yard. I was like, now I got it. Now I have to use less water because everybody's using more water. This, is, this isn't good. I don't like that. No, but I mean, truth is, is that we're just not educated like that. You know, cycling has never been, you know, something um, 
that we're accustomed to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and we're not designed as a community. We're, none of our communities are really designed to be cycling communities. Right. They're trying to yes. now introduce that. Which and is like, huge. Which is awesome. And it will happen, but it just, it's just going to take time. And I think we're so, we definitely live in this era where everyone wants something yesterday mm-hmm. and these things aren't going to happen today or tomorrow, right. you know, they're, they're going to happen in years, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 20 years and you have to just be patient and keep plugging away. It's the quitters that say, Oh, well I'm over it. I'm not going to keep going because I'm just tired of that. That's how nothing gets done. Right. Know? It's that you just keep plugging away slowly, but surely. And then you know what? Boom. Now it's working. But bike it's lanes. just yeah, bike <laughs> lanes. And it will happen. We're seeing that. Like people for bikes, they are doing an incredible job. They're hooking up with mayors across the country. Mm-hmm. And they're picking up picking major cities and they're putting in millions and millions of dollars to create proper bike um, lanes and transportation. And and we're seeing that happen. And if, right. if you're part of People for Bikes, uh, if you're not, you should definitely be part of People for Bikes. So rad. Um, but if you're, it, but you can go on their website and you can see all the projects they're doing. And um, and it's happening. Mm-hmm. Even just with mountain biking, we're seeing bike parks. You know, like little bike parks pop up here. Irvine's putting one in. And um, NorCal, I know NorCal's got got a bunch of them well, up there. Even uh, Santa's Village. Yeah, like, and yeah, we have Santa's right. Village. Yeah. I I can't wait to go we're right up go there. I'm going to try and go yeah. next month. But um, it's uh. things are happening. Mm -hmm. And for someone like myself, I've been riding mountain bikes since 1992. So it's been a little while I've been riding mountain bikes. Nothing like what we have today existed in 1992. Right. I mean, the Oaks had one loop. (laughs) One loop. That's it. And so when people are like, oh, I'm so over the Oaks, I just laugh every time because it is just, it's, there's a plethora of options now. And I used to have to ride one loop all the time. Mm-hmm. That's my brother's go-to. He's like, he, he, um, that's that's where he rides, and that's where yeah, he trains. Oaks, and he's everybody's like, just go somewhere else. I'm like, that's I like Oaks. I like, know. me too. And I'm it, so sad because it's all burnt. Yeah, I know. I'm so, oh, sad. so sad. So, Lee, well, how how long do you think before they can uh, we can we can start riding there again? It'll probably you know, be a while. Uh, I I heard from a friend that spoke with a ranger. He said about six months. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he said the six whole months. entire park. Well, because the, the cleanup and is just awful. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not like we can't ride on trails. It's just the risk of what happens when you go off a trail. Right. And so they can't run that risk. Right. And, it's sketchy. Um, so it t- it's going to take, I mean, I think there's like a lot of dead animals. and I think oh, there's man. things that you don't want to see anyways in there. What yeah. about Peter's Canyon? That burned too, oh, right? Oh, it's done. Yeah, yeah. Peter's Canyon's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. John Kurt is going to need a lot of help once once uh, he gets the green light to start doing some trail work uh, at Oaks again. I would yeah. love to help with that. That, that guy is like, he's amazing. He's, he's amazing. Who's John he Curley. affiliated with? Non dot. Non dot. Oh yes. Okay. He's he's the one that does a lot, uh, most of the trail work in uh, in Oaks. Oh. Well, he's the so. Oaks ambassador um, yeah. for non dot. Oh, okay. He works directly with the Rangers. Yeah. And uh, they let him build sometimes new trails in there. Mm. Um, well, I mean, just you just kind of change it yeah, up, like, you know what I mean? Like clean them up. Yeah, and, I mean, he, I mean, but he mean, does all the trail work in there. I'm, he gets like, all the I use those trails all the time. I'm for, I'm so grateful, and uh, and I just, I love that trail system. And you know, there's so many different options. It's tough too. Oaks is tough. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it but is. it's not. <laughs> it's tough, but. There's always like, oh, it's tough. Oh, I'm hurting. Oh, now there's a reward. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Oh, there's a reward. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I oh, mean, yeah. for people that like downhill. <laughs> for people that don't like downhill, so sorry. Right, right. <laughs> um. 
I mean, like if you go to Laguna, like the um, El Moro or whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of climbing. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Like forever. Yeah. And you get little downs. So I that's like it over there. I do like too. Newport I mean, I, I work I work for the city of Laguna Beach, so I ride over there all the time. Yeah. But I don't know. The Oaks is always been and. I think the Oaks is definitely a downhillers paradise because, you know, the quick climbs up and then beautiful trails down and Mm -hmm. then quick climb up again. And so you can hit, you know, four or five downhills and then. But it's also a good like XC training over there. No, it is. It is for sure. Yeah. I just think, you know, like I ride Laguna too a lot and um, I'm always just like, oh God, (laughs) 20 minute climb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a 20 minute climber. I was, I, I was I was meant to have a um, a shuttle truck or a chairlift in my backyard. <laughs> That's why I like Aliso. Aliso's I'm fun. such an Aliso fiend. That's, yeah. You look on my Strava. Please don't actually. But <laughs> like it's just Aliso loop. Aliso loop. I love Yay. it. So are you going to start racing next year or what's your plan? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it depends if she gets into her master's program or not. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got going on? <laughs> so I'm applying to grad school right now. Um, applications are due in January, and then I find out in March, like, where I'll be going, hopefully somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully someone likes her. Um, I'm applying to nine schools. It's, it's such a gnarly process. Like, no one can prepare you for the amount of, like, self-criticism that you have to deal with when you're comparing yourself to, like, all your classmates and their grades and everything. It's just pretty gnarly. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's why I like cycling. That's why I some people some of my girlfriends at school because it's all girls in my major, by the way. Um, all there's not any boys. There's two guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but it's the opposite of the bike industry. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, so I've got a nice. Balance. Those two guys have a lot have a have a bigger chance of meeting somebody. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there it's, you go. It's so awkward. But anyway, um, what was I talking about? Your major. Oh, yes. And so <laughs> um, it's very competitive and, it, yeah, it's just a gnarly process. And we'll see. We'll see where I end up. But, oh, that's what I was saying, the bike industry. That's why some people were asking me, oh, well, why are you doing this live thing? Well, because I want to have a life. Like, <laughs> I want to be able to have something on the side of school that I like. That's why I work in the bike industry. I don't, you know – work in the speech pathology industry which you can't you have to have a master's degree so mm-hmm. that's why but you know some people work at starbucks or some people work uh as an assistant at a private practice but i work in the bike industry because i have friends there and it's fulfilling and it's encouraging and especially with the growing women's population it just feels really good to be a woman in the industry mm-hmm. yeah you know what and um i noticed the trend is more kids are on their phone or whatever, you know what I mean, and less outdoors. So I think bike parks are huge, um, and then just opening up bike lanes for the kids or for anybody. Anybody you know, feels it's, safe. It's, yeah, it's huge. You know, keep keep the kids outdoors, man. You know, it's like everybody just stuck inside the house, and not really I, just I they're like that. they're like texting each other like on the other room instead of like yeah. actually talking to each other. It's like that's why I like camping. It's a you trip. Just don't bring it's, your phone. It, it, it's just it is that generation too, you know. It's like you know, I got a, I got a twelve year old over here, and uh, hey, hey. and you know, like today I said, okay, can you empty out the dishwasher and then load the dishwasher? God, mom, no. And she's put she brings her computer into the kitchen and she's facetiming with her friend, you know. And it's like, and I mean, it probably takes her like. 
five times longer to do it. And then she doesn't even put the dishes away. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it took you five times longer to unload it <laughs> and because you had to FaceTime the whole time. And then she had to carry the computer back into her bedroom and she's FaceTiming. And I just – you know what? You get to the point as a parent, you just you, – it's like a battle you, you're going to lose. Mm. I mean you have so many other battles. And I think that's what we're seeing with a lot of the electronics. I mean, we either, A, don't buy them electronics, and then what, they just, they fail out of school because they don't have a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's, you just have to accept it and hope that they'll figure it out. And Or try to give them an alternative. Like, okay, you know, you're done with, you know, playing with your phone. Let's go yeah. out and do something, you know. Yeah. Go mow the lawn or, I don't know. Yeah. Go I mean, life something. is different. <laughs> like, I know for us, I mean, I used to, I, I even think about, the way I was raised and, you know, I would work on the cars with my dad and, you know, I'd mow the lawn and do all the landscaping with him. And I mean, we'd paint our house and we were always doing stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. always playing baseball or we'd be riding bikes, whatever. We were always outside. I, I, I don't like watching television, so I'm not a TV person, but, um, it was, my sister was totally the opposite. She just wanted to sit and watch TV the whole time. So sometimes it's not even a parent thing. It's a kid thing. Mm. You're just born a certain way. And because um, I know kids that they're never on their phones. They're out doing stuff like these shredded boys that are always riding and yeah. like a bunch of these girls and these young kids are mountain biking all the time. They're on their phones, you know, because they want to share what's ha- what they're doing and mm-hmm. stuff. But I don't know. It's just a whole nother space. And um it, and we're just going to have to accept a lot more than <laughs> yeah. we're willing to do. You know, I mean, at my age too, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just so overwhelming. But, you know, now I'm doing my Instagram stories and it's kind of fun. <laughs> Seriously, look at, at I Choose Bikes Instagram stories. It's hilarious. She you draws won't see, on them. You won't see me very often because I hate pictures of myself, but <laughs> you'll see what I'm doing. Well, that's that's why, Molly, you, you, uh, you like to work in the bike industry. So it kind of gives you like an outlet of just Kind of unplugging from just the other serious yes. stuff and just having a good time and yeah. being outside and riding with your friends. I was definitely that kid like Lee too, like with my dad working on his, he likes to have old cars and, you know, motorcycles. I was the one in the garage helping with that. I I didn't sit in front of the TV, I don't think, did I? Not really. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Lee barely watched me because it was just a disaster. No. <laughs> well, she she actually hated me when she was born. Oh, boy. She, every time I would pick her up, she would cry. Jerry, Jerry, And uh, Jerry. she did not like me, and I was like, oh, my God. Now I, we're like best friends, but... <laughs> Well, it changed. It changed quickly when she realized that I was the cool, you know, aunt, and uh, and my husband wasn't super cool. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love I love Stick and Lee, and uh, honestly, Lee's like a sister to me. Like I I treat her like a sister. I do not treat her like an aunt. If people listen to our conversations, they would be appalled. Oh my god! But she's just like so rad, and I'm so thankful to have her. Because if I didn't, I would not be riding bikes, and uh, yeah, I don't know where I would be. Hopefully, riding bikes somewhere. <laughs> Hopefully. So, Lee, where, where can people find you uh, on uh, I Choose my, Bikes? I have a website, IChooseBikes.com, and uh, I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Um, I think I don't know if it's under Lee Donovan on it Facebook. Is. Oh, it's Lee Donovan on Facebook. <laughs> I'm really lame like that, and I choose bikes um, on Instagram. And, okay. Yeah. So and, um, people have to like set up a. Um, 
Yeah, either I have I have events uh, an events calendar on my website. Okay, cool. Um, I'm not. I'm again. I'm kind of old school, so I you know I'm not like all these other people that have fancy you know breakdowns and all these things on their 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 websites. I manage my own website and all that. So. But um, I put up a calendar every year, so like my new 2018 calendar will go up probably in the middle of December. Okay. And um, and then if people want privates, there I always have a link for private clinics and um, you know like local groups. Like if the path had you know 20 women that wanted to do a skill clinic, then the path would reach out to me and say, hey, we're interested. We have these women that want to do it. I would run it and manage it and all that. Cool. But so I have ton. I have a lot of shops that or clubs that reach out to me for these type of uh, education opportunities mm-hmm. to teach riders within their community or their club um, how to ride how to ride mountain bikes more safely. And I, I've, been, I've been seeing, like, on, on Instagram, like, a lot of other bike shops that are doing more clinics for, for women, which yeah. is huge. Yeah. Keep you know an I mean? eye out for mine. I mean, it's really just about inviting women to the party, really, right? Yeah. At this mm-hmm. point, it's – I really don't think that we did a good job prior to the last, you know, three, four years inviting women to the party. Right. And um, and now that women are being invited, gosh, we're they're they're starting to come. Mm-hmm. And you know now the industry's going like, wow, women are pretty awesome. Maybe yeah. we need to make more product for women. Yeah, and that and it's happening. And right. so we're all benefiting from having more women in the industry. And uh, and it's just it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I just had a buddy of mine. Uh, he went to the to the shop and, and bought a bike for himself and for his wife for her for her very first. Uh, like legit mountain bike, and it was a a live uh, peak. Uh-huh, That's yeah. what I got. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just got that too a week ago. So, and she's like totally nervous, but she rides moto, so what? you know, yeah. It's a totally different thing. Yeah, it is. I mean, when you got a heavy bike and a throttle and the brakes <laughs> on the different side. Yeah. I mean, you know, the people think, oh, you ride moto, you could be a shredder, but it's not necessarily always that easy of a translation over mm-hmm. to a mountain bike. And one thing she was like, she's like, I don't know if I want to ride with my husband because he's going to be like pushing me and like, don't do this, don't do that, like shift and this and that. And I was like, right. uh, you might need like to <laughs> sit down and talk to like Megan or, or somebody, one of the girls at the shop. Right. To, yeah, to, Megan's great. To, 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 you know, ride with them and, and learn. And they do them. their Wednesday ride. I think yeah, they have the their Wednesday, Wednesday ride there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But it's, it's more of like intermediate advance. Oh, it's not okay, really, a, yeah, they yeah. don't have like a, a woman's beginner ride yeah. yet. So that's something that. I don't know. Maybe it'd be cool to have like all the shops like ha- come all together. Hey, you know, this month we're gonna do a a group deal with all the That'd shops and get more women. I would be on totally bikes. into being part of something like that. You know I, mean, I mean, I yeah, definitely. All of my this is just a disclaimer. I'm because of the writer that I am. Um, all of my events in 2018 will be more beginner, intermediate, like on the lower level because. You don't want to exclude people. Mm. And a large group of the women cyclists are still beginners. So that's the whole point. I'm still a beginner. Well, and you know, the thing (laughs) is that riders, even if you've ridden, I get riders that are like, well, I've ridden for five years. I don't know what I am. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, can you do a manual front wheel lift? Can you do a bunny hop? Mm. Um, Can you corner with your outside pedal down? Uh, you know, do you know hmm. what bike and body separation is? So I ask people that, and they're like, no, I don't know any of Man, that. And I'm, I'm like, like you have a questioning look on your so, face. <laughs> so then I think to myself, well, you're probably a beginner skill rider. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, most people are. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I mean, most people come to my clinics, and they could be experts. And I'm like, you're a beginner skill rider. Mm-hmm. You can't bunny hop. 
If you can't bunny hop, you're not an expert. I'm sorry. And bunny hopping isn't an expert. And bowling <laughs> and bu- bunny hopping isn't uh, pulling up with your clips. <laughs> That's not a bunny Challenge hop. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you got to know how to lift the bike without clips Damn. <laughs> properly. Dan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to go home and try this now. <laughs> You're going to see so many guys now going home. Get some flat pedals. Yeah. Get no, some I just pedals. see people bunny hopping all the time where they do like the pull up with their pedals, you know, and I think, yeah, they, and, and they think they're so rad. And I go, you know, I don't want to be a dick or anything, but you're not rad. I'm so sorry. You look lame. Savage. Yeah. <laughs> Me's a savage. Pretty awesome. I am pretty, I am pretty brutal like that. <laughs> Brutally honest. Yeah, I am. But you know what? Uh, we do need more beginner type of like clinics you oh, know because 100 yeah, percent, and and people shouldn't feel so like prideful or like oh well i'm not a beginner like like you were saying right like, it happens all the time just accept it you Own know up like to it don't well be don't open be, to learning yeah, open. new skills like i always say i'm when people come to work with me we're gonna build a foundation like you build it for your house and we're gonna we're gonna pour the cement, and we're gonna put in some rebar, um, and it's gonna be kind of boring. Like that's the boring stuff. But but we are gonna have the most badass foundation ever. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna kick ass, and you're gonna stay on your bike a lot longer because you're gonna have a strong foundation. Right. Most riders don't have a strong foundation, and so they have a tendency to have more injuries happening. Um, they get more frustrated, maybe scared, maybe they're walking sections more up or down. So those are areas that are so important, but undervalued. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge part of the focus of my business is teaching those foundational skills. And yes, they probably are super boring to kind of go over and over. But you know what? They matter. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're going to be lot. doing on Sunday? Yes. I'm so stoked. Yeah. What are you guys doing Sunday? So mm-hmm. Sunday is October. Uh, the GGR event oh, up in GGR, uh, okay. Castaic Lake. Yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited because I actually – haven't been to like a formal clinic. Like I've ridden with Lee and we've done some stuff, but I've never gone to like a real clinic where she's teaching everybody else. And I'm really excited. They get like what, like a thousand people, like no. a thousand women, or what? What do they uh, get there? I, I think that we'll probably have around two fifty or three hundred. I think they cap the the ride. Like they cap the ride out at two hundred riders. I always see like Wendy posting stuff. Is yeah. like there's like a well, she huge... could have that many, but she doesn't charge money. Okay, and um, so she just caps it at two hundred riders. Okay, and then I think fifty for the scale clinic. So there's okay. two hundred and fifty riders, and then there's a massive amount of do- people that donate their time. I mean, that event is definitely spearheaded by Wendy. I mean, her heart and her soul has given to that event. She's amazing. Um, and then all of the volunteers, you know, we all just, uh, we just all want to be uh, part of moving this, uh, this, the, the women forward and mm-hmm. um, giving us a space to, you know, shine a little light on our awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> right. That and sturdy dirty. I mean, so there's, you know, women are being more empowered more than ever now, yeah. you know, with with events and with races and yeah. and with clinics and stuff like that, so it's it's pretty cool to to see that. Yeah, now see, so it's not that big of a deal if we're not at Rampage. You know what I'm saying? Because we're right. getting all these other awesome events that are women only. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, guys can still go, right? I mean, if they want to go, or they, they're not they're not included, or what? They can't. No, they can come. Like we'll okay. have male. We'll have a lot of men, like ride leaders, and men are definitely included. And I think that's where this women specific thing is. It's like people think, oh, it's only women. You know, these uh, these events that we are doing with Sturdy Dirty, all the three, um, they did three Enduros this year. 
There was men, volunteers all over the course, dressing up, having fun with Thomas it. Thomas Rombacher was there doing yes, that. Yes, he was. He was yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's fun because men, men are, you know, also a support system for mm-hmm. for uh, for women. Right. And, um, and this is an opportunity for us to work together. And it's not just one-sided. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hear from people, oh, well, that's lame, that it's just women only. But I don't think people really understand how hard it has been for women to kind of get their place in mm-hmm. the bike industry. I mean, this has been a long go, right. long haul. Well, you, you, you've been in it for a while. Yeah, so you, I've been you here. Would, for, would... I mean, I've been racing bikes <laughs> since 1982. Wow. I've been racing wow. bikes for a long time. I was 11. So I was How old were you, uh, two. Yeah, yeah. You were a baby, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it's um, I've been doing this for so long, and you know I fought for that in BMX, and then in in mountain biking. Mountain biking actually was really a lot easier for me because I was a successful rider. Mm-hmm. But the second I decided to retire. Then it was like, I swear to God, I became invisible. People were like, who are you? And I was like, um, yeah, I was that person that just won the World Cup this year. Yeah. Hello. Um, I'm, I'm, I was thinking maybe, you know, I'll do some R&D, continue with you. And they're like, who are you? Who? What? And I was just blown, blown away. Wow. And people that ended up wanting to help me were the, the people I least expected, like Zap Espinoza. I was like, oh, my God, he wants to help me? That was, like, so cool. But – it just it was it, it was it was an opportunity for the bike industry to retain I think a strong female and I it would have been really smart on their part to do that, but in, at the end of the day it was a gift because I was able to go into the fashion industry and learn a lot about running a retail business and being a buyer and uh, you know having employees and being a leader <laughs> really and um, and I'm so grateful that. They didn't accept me in mm. the bike industry at that time because I wouldn't even know what I'm capable of had I not had my business. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that so, kind of prepared you then? Oh, I mean, now I feel like there's so many things I could do in my life. I mean, there's just – there's a plethora of opportunity for me. So um, I don't even know what I'm going to do in my next career, you know. But this career, I'm going to be teaching people how to ride bikes. Which is awesome. Right, Dan? What do you yeah, think? yeah, no, that's rad. I'm sorry, I'm just sitting over here listening. Like, I have nothing to say. <laughs> oh man. Well, Lee, I appreciate you coming into the show. Thank you, Molly. And uh, so, Molly, where can we uh, find your 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 events? So, I made a group called Live It, Live, L I V space It. Um, it's my new women's club. I'm gonna. I was gonna announce it at the yoga night, but that's there's a page on Facebook. Um, I can accept you into it, and it's. It's actually headed by Two Wheels, One Planet. Oh, cool. Um, but I'll be posting things on my personal Instagram, Molly Elizabeth G. And um, my Facebook <laughs> is Molly Glassbell. And her social security number is. <laughs> you got to uh, plug yeah. that in there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'll be posting things on the Live It um, Facebook page. I'm stoked. You've come Thanks. a long way from racing over the hump to now, so – Yes. I know it's pretty <laughs> nice. She's amazing. Yeah, and it is. It's neat to see someone like I've known my entire life, you know, blossom into. I mean, she's becoming a young woman and graduating from college, and you know, getting ready to go into a master's program and That's embracing huge. the whole bike industry. And it is awesome. And 
there's, you know, and Molly is an example of many live ambassadors around the country. They're very similar to her. Some, some are older um, and in different other stages of their careers, but they're all like Molly. They're people that want to be part of a community and um, just spread the love of the bicycle. I'm mm-hmm. stoked to make so many connections because, you know, there's the 2018 Live Facebook page that's private and, you know, there's like 130-something of us across the country, but we all talk now and it's you're making all these friends and you'll meet at events like Rocktober or whatever when a ton of people across the state come mm-hmm. and it's just going to be really neat to meet people oh yeah for sure always having that connection with other people is huge that's why I, I, I kind of I like to do this you know my my podcast or the show is to meet new people and more people and just to expand the network of just you know being stoked with meeting new people yeah well it's <laughs> nice to meet both of you thank yeah, you for, for having sure. me. yeah thank I you so much it. yeah i know it was awesome when lou invited me up here to even be a part of this <laughs> like, yeah like i don't know if you guys ever listened to the podcast lou started in i just garage. listened to one of your yeah, podcasts I, I, I when i was garage. getting ready my, so his very first podcast and i was, was like oh he's into yeah. sour beer or something i didn't bring sour beer i'm sorry i just had wine so so, so what, you're, you're into beer Lee, uh, definitely not into beer no okay. so i am celiac so i can have zero beer okay um but i can drink wine and um that's pretty much uh maybe you know a little uh a little like specialty drink here every once in a while i think um actually i came up with a brilliant idea oh I have a proposal for you. Uh oh. <laughs> so Brenton, did you bring a ring? <laughs> Uncle B, Uncle B. Oh, I love Uncle it. B, my friend, has his beer show. However, BS with Uncle B. We have a proposal for Molly. Wine Wednesday. <laughs> don, hmm. don, don. Well, we, 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 we would have to do it on Friday because my my time slot's Fridays. But we can we can we can we can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't whine your Friday away. <laughs> yes. Or <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> women whine for women. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> whine for women. Okay. We've got enough women stuff going on with the live thing. You could go neutral. Or Brenton can, like, pr- you know, Brenton can show his weekly selection. I-, I didn't even know Brenton liked wine. I thought he was more like a no, beer guy. And... He, no, he, he likes wine. Oh, oh, he does. I don't know All who right. he is. Cool. No, so he. He oh, don't don't tell anyone you know because guys don't want to know that you know they don't want He'll that secret out. Show you know his whatever Carl Strauss and blah blah beer, and then I'll come in with J Lore and like be like, Oxford? "Hey, that's what I brought." Oh. It's my favorite. <laughs> See, my aunt got me like hooked on this wine. Uh-oh. Yeah, but alcoholism, boo! <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Well, uh, actually, next week we do uh, BS with Uncle B, so I don't know if Brent's going to be uh, bringing in a guest, but we're going to be talking about beer and spirits next week. So Awesome. Thank in. you so right, much, Lou. Thank Take you. Care. Thank you.